Hello, and welcome to SaaS Marketing Insights, the show where we ask SaaS founders, CEOs, marketers, and investors about the lessons they've learned in their quest to grow their companies. My name is Paul Stevenson, and I'm founder and CEO of SaaS marketing agency, 47 Insights. On today's show, I have an interview with Christopher Gimmer, co-founder at Snapper. Hope you enjoy it. Christopher Gimmer, uh, co-founder and CEO of Snapper. Welcome to SaaS Marketing Insights. Thanks for having me. So um, you're way over there in cold and rainy Ottawa. I'm over here mm-hmm. in uh, cold and rainy Victoria, even though it's virtually May right now. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm really interested in um, the, the backstory to, to Snapper and how you guys got started. But, uh, you know, before we go into that, I guess what's your elevator pitch for those that have never heard of Snapper before? Uh, Snapper is basically an online graphic design tool uh, geared towards non-designers. So uh, we make it really simple to create online graphics for social media, blog posts, Facebook ads, um, that kind of stuff. And so th- the goal really is uh, if you need a, a, a quick graphic, not having to, you know, go into Photoshop or not having to rely on, um, you know, outsourcing to, to graphic designers, we just make it easy for people to, to just do it themselves. So who would be your ideal customer? Um, so our, there's kind of two real main customers. So one is, is typically like a small business owner um, who's, you know, wearing a lot of hats and, and has a lot of functions within the business. Um, so they kind of end up having to, you know, create all the graphics and, and that kind of stuff. And they might have, the, might not have the budget or uh, the patience to, to kind of work with graphic designers. Um, and then we have a lot of full-time digital marketers and social media marketers who are basically creating a lot of content. Um, and it's just a lot easier and more efficient for them to, um, you know, create the, the featured images for the blog posts or, um, you know, create the, uh, the, the creatives for the Facebook ads themselves rather than, um, you know, have, have to go into Photoshop or, or deal with, um, you know, outsourcers. So I, I think graphic designers are super valuable when it comes to, you know, branding and, um, and kind of specific campaigns and, and that kind of stuff. But, you know, nowadays with social media, you might, you know, send out a tweet or, or create a Facebook post and uh, it disappears within 15 minutes. Um, so, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily want to loop in a graphic designer or a professional graphic designer for every single graphic uh, that they want to create, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. As, as someone who started his profession, uh, you know, started my career in graphic design, uh, you know, I'd say that, you know, there's two ways of seeing this as a, you know, if you're a graphic designer now, you could see it as the, the death knell. The death knell of graphic designers has, has been coming for a, for a long time. But, or you could look at it another way and actually say, well, actually, this is great because uh, it, it frees you up to concentrate on more higher value uh, projects for clients where you can really make a difference and these sorts of smaller projects which are really tight deadlines uh, and that are always a bit of a nightmare people can do them th- themselves so uh, you know I look at it as great you, you're saving everybody a lot of time and money 
and that leads graphic designers to to work on better projects uh you know more fees for for bigger and better clients i would argue yeah a hundred percent like snappa is never going to re- replace a, a a true talented graphic designer that's just not going to happen um and with any technological shift you always see the same thing there's kind of that you know uh, bear you know the, the 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 kind of people that are just doing very manual like menial stuff you know those are the people that end up getting replaced with technology um and the people that are truly you know talented and capable and probably want to do uh higher level stuff that aren't menial those are the people that benefit so i think um you know like i said the the the, the truly talented and capable graphic designers are probably not going to want to be doing the work um, that Snappa is capable of doing. So uh, I, I think I, I see it as a, a net benefit to everyone involved. Right. So um, just thinking about that space that you're in, um, it's pretty competitive. You know, when I think of things like Canva and there's probably half a dozen others in that space. And obviously I don't want you to say anything particular about a competitor, but um you know, how do you go about differentiating your, yourselves in, in such a you know competitive market? Yeah, so from the very beginning, we've always focused very heavily on ease of use and speed. So as I mentioned before, our target audience is like entrepreneurs and marketers. So their main goal is not to become graphic designers. Their main goal is to um, create nice looking graphics for their marketing campaigns, but do it very quickly and easily and then get on to their, their tasks. Um, so we really focus on that niche and that market. Um, so you can't create birthday invitations in Snappa, for example, because um, that's just not the, the segment that we're going after. Whereas, you know, a competitor like Canva and not saying that it's uh, obviously they're, they have a much uh, bigger reach and they're going after a bigger market than they are. Uh, but they'll do things like restaurant menus and birthday cards and all sorts of stuff. Um, and so each element, as you would expect, each each time you add things to your software, um, it you know it it increases a bit in terms of bloat and complexity. So we purposely made Snappa very easy to use, very uh, very fast, um, and we focused on a niche and a market that uh, we're optimizing for. So that's kind of how we try to differ- differentiate ourselves. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, so you, you really understand uh, who your audience is and you're not trying to be all things to all people, which uh, I think is a much uh, better way to go. Uh, just, uh, you know, work that one niche. Um, so as I understand it, you, um, Snapper actually came out of a previous uh, uh, SaaS product that you guys had. So do you want to tell us how you got started? Yeah, so uh, a bit of a long story, I'll try to keep it short, but we were working on another business called Bootstrap Bay, which was a marketplace for uh, basically bootstrap themes and templates, uh, front-end templates, essentially, for for non-developers out there. Um, And so I had written a blog post about where to get free stock photos that that ended up going viral. Um, And at the time, a lot of the free stock photo sites that we were referencing uh, didn't have search functionality because uh, this is when all these, you know, 
new kind of stock photo sites that were releasing uh, photos under creative commons started getting popular, like unsplash and Mm. um, some of the other ones at the time. So, um, you know, three, four months later, we, (laughs) we, we thought at some point that the traffic from this blog post was, was going to die down, but it, it just kept increasing. And so we thought, well, you know, why don't we just make our own stock photo site? I'm sure it, it could be valuable. And at that time we also, kind of had this idea for something like like Snappa because um, I was having a lot of experience, a lot of pain creating the, the images for our own blog and social media. Um, so we ended up creating stocksnap.io, um, which we, we ended up selling later on, but we launched that site and then sure enough, that, that started to do really well. And so then we're in a really good position where we had a blog post about free stock photos, I was getting a lot of traffic. And then we had a, an actual free stock photo site itself that was getting a lot of traffic. Um, and so when we had the idea for, for creating Snappa, um, we had an, an audience that we can essentially market to from, from day one. So that's kind of uh, the, the sequence of events that led up to it. Wow, so it, it started out with just this one article you Mm -hmm. recognized that you were getting a ton of traffic to it. uh, And then you thought, well, we might as well jump into this market as well. Did you, did you keep that article up and have links off to Unsplash and Pexels and all of the other uh, people, or did you just rewrite it and redirect all the traffic to your own property? Yeah. So initially we had, uh, we just kept the blog post up and what we did was we just (laughs) included our own site within uh, as one of the recommendations within the blog post. Um, so pretty much the easiest uh, thing we, we could have done to, to market the stock photo site. Um, and that, that's basically how we started getting a lot of traffic to the product hunt and Reddit and, and, and a couple of, couple of other things. But I mean, really what, what did it was just inserting it into that, that existing blog post with traffic. Um, and then from there, once we had the stock photo site, it was just a matter of kind of sticking some links, uh, in the sidebar and, and kind of in the, in the navigation that, uh, directed people towards, uh, Snappa. Um, so we basically leveraged each thing to promote the other. Great. So, um, is stock snap still going? Yeah, it's still oh, going. So, it. yeah, so we ended up selling it, uh, about, a. I think it's been a year and a half ago. So when we when we first launched the site, um, about ninety percent of our signups were basically coming from Stocksnap. Um, by the time we sold it, uh, it was maybe down to about fifteen percent because you know naturally we had built up some of our other marketing channels. Um, and you know at that point we were basically managing two websites, and we had no intention of um, like the, the stock photo site really was just a lead gen for Snappa. Like we ran a little bit of ads. Um, and so the, the buyer who, I, unfortunately I can't say who it is, uh, cause we're under NDA, but, um, the person who, who ended up buying it, the, they obviously saw a lot of potential in the site. Whereas for us, it was just a lead gen, uh, to get signups. Um, so I think it was a win-win in terms of the offer that, uh, they gave us was, was, was really great for us. And, you know, not only did it put um, some cash in the bank, but it also allowed us to just 100% focus on Snappa without having to maintain this, this other thing on the side. Sure. So in terms of uh, timing, uh, mm-hmm. this is around the 
2014, 2015 period that you, you started those two sites. Is that right? Yeah, 2015. Okay. And so here we are four years later. Um, you know, what does Snapper look like as, as a business now in terms of, you know, uh, customer numbers or whatever you want to share with us, really? Yeah. So, yeah. So we, we officially launched Snappa at the, the end of 2015. I think it was November, uh, November, end of November of 2015. Um, so it's, you know, a little over three years old now. Um, so right now we're, we're a team of five, uh, actually, uh, in the process of hiring six, uh, or six person. Um, and we have over 5,000 paying customers. Um, so it's, wow. uh, you know, starting to like the first year was, uh, just kind of me and my co-founder and then uh, hired a developer as soon as we could. So we're, you know, starting to get to that point where it's uh, beyond just, a, you know, a two-person uh, team and starting to become more of a, a real company, I guess I would, you would say. Fantastic. And, you know, I was, I was looking at the website and the price point is, should we say, very reasonable. Uh, yeah. It's not an expensive tool. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a huge attraction to people. But also from a marketing perspective, it means that you haven't got a lot to play with in terms of acquisition costs. So, you know, once you sold the, the, the stock site and wrung all of the value that you could get out of that, you know, how did you then go about um, growing Snapper with really at that, at that stage, it would have been just you and your co-founder, I guess. Yeah, I'm trying to think when we, so when we sold StockSnap, I think we were definitely three people at that time. I think we were just, had either hired the fourth or just about to. Um, but um, yeah, so so with, like you said, there's, um, and so pretty much all of our marketing is, is organic at this point. So uh, we've done a really good job with SEO and content marketing. So we get... Um, uh, quite a lot of, of traffic through through search engines and, and Google uh, ranking both for for content uh, as well as you know various landing pages um, so for example blog posts that will rank for Facebook cover size so as you can imagine um, you know there's a lot of people that don't know what the size of the cover photo is or what dimensions to use so we have an in-depth article about what the dimensions are, what the best practices and that kind of stuff. And so naturally when, when someone lands on that blog post, you know, we, we kind of say, Oh, by the way, we have this tool. It has all the dimensions and safe zones already preloaded, you know, click here to, to create an account. Um, so we have uh, many articles and many resources like that. And, and that's one of the primary ways that we'll acquire users um, that come up and sign up directly on the website. Um, and th- those are really the, the two things that have helped us uh, acquire users. Um, and so it's really, it's, it's not free because obviously there's, there's a cost to actually creating the content and whatnot. Um, but we really focus on scalable type of uh, marketing channels. So, you know, if we're going to spend uh, a day or two to create a blog post, we want to make sure that that blog post has the potential to bring in, you know, you know, hundreds of customers uh, over a lifetime or per month over a lifetime kind of thing. But even, uh, you know, with regards to SEO, that's, uh, it's not even easy now because I guess you're competing with companies 
I mean, if you search for anything related to marketing, you're going to come up against HubSpot, right? So, uh, you know, how are you uh, getting your content hey, um, organically? Yeah, so we've, um, you know, we, we've, how do I explain it? So we've, w- essentially our strategy was going back to the Facebook cover size. So uh, Fa- HubSpot actually has an article about the Facebook cover size. Um, but that article to HubSpot is probably not nearly as valuable as it is to us because it is so aligned with our project or, or with our product rather. So um, HubSpot, I would, I would assume probably doesn't spend a lot of time necessarily marketing that particular article or trying to build links to it and that kind of stuff. Um, whereas for us, it's, it's super valuable. So what we've done is we've, we've identified, I would say kind of like cornerstone pieces of content. And initially that was essentially all these sizing posts. So we have one for Facebook cover size, one for YouTube thumbnail size, one for YouTube channel art size, pretty much every use case uh, that we have. And we spent a lot of time promoting those articles, trying to build links to those articles, trying to rank those articles. Um, and, you know, we took an opposite approach where we didn't worry about just promoting a piece of con or creating a piece of content every week. We identified these are the 12 or 10 or 12 pieces of content that if we can get to rank would, you know, move the needle in our business. And we focus very heavily on, you know, those 10 to 12 uh, pieces of content, um, rather than trying to just compete with HubSpot, create creating a new piece of content every week and hope, hoping for the best. That sounds fantastic. I really like that focused approach. Um, so, you know, where do you take Snapper from here? Because you know you've you've been going three or four years now. You've got a tool that's got some real traction. Uh, you've got five thousand or so users. Uh, you're growing your team. Uh, you know, where do you see it going? Are there any kind of things that you're working on that you can share with us or, or views that you have on, on how far you want to take this business or are, are you just enjoying the ride right now? Really interesting is the aspect of teams and, and agencies. Um, in, the, in the last survey that we did, I was really surprised how many um, agencies and and not necessarily huge agencies, but there's a lot of people that are using Snappa to create graphics on behalf of their clients. Um, And as you can mention, or as you can uh, imagine, most customers tend to turn a lot less, um, have a, have a higher willingness to pay. And so Snappa really started out as more of a, just a single user uh, kind of product. Um, And after talking with a lot of these people that are, kind of managing social media on behalf of others and, and kind of running, you know, small, small agencies. Uh, we're realizing that that is one area um, that I think we, we can solve a big pain point um, that not necessarily some of the other uh, graphic tools are. Uh, so I think that's, that's one exciting area that we're kind of uh, looking into. Um, the other thing is like, there's so many, uh, evolving use cases like Twitch, for example, has gotten uh, extremely popular. And, um, and so there, there's always kind of new platforms and new use cases that are emerging. So we're always having to kind of adapt to those uh, platforms and use cases. Um, and uh, there's definitely like a, a lot of kind of features and, and, and stuff on, on a roadmap 
which can't talk too much about right now, but there, there's definitely, there, there's, let's put it this way. There's, there's more stuff that we can do that we have capacity for at the moment. So <laughs> that's great. Um, well, Christopher, thank you very much for, you know, sharing so much about uh, Snapper and how you guys uh, grew from one thing into another thing and then into a third thing, uh, just through some insights that you had around around content and some obvious expertise. Uh, really looking forward to seeing how just how far you guys uh, can take it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a pleasure sharing. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Christopher. For more info on Snapper, please visit snapper.com. For more info about this show and to get our links to iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher and YouTube, check out www.47insights.com. And if you have any SaaS marketing insights that you'd like to share on the show, please get in touch. Until next time.